The world of public speaking is not only interesting and challenging, it can only be mystical and intriguing. One of the most important aspects that many public speakers come across whenever they want to create more impact and more interest among their listeners is the energy in the room. The topic can be properly selected, the visual aid can be planned perfectly, slides are attractive and nice, but there is something missing in the energy of the room. And if you ask anyone who had a bad experience in presenting a speech or a workshop, almost always you get the same feedback from a typical presenter, that the energy in the room was not matching the energy of the presenter, and vice versa. You get a room filled with enthusiastic listeners only to be met with a less enthused speaker and the energy of the room goes down and vice versa. This aspect of energy can almost always be found in motivational speeches. The art of motivating others is not only a personal trait There are no people who are just self-motivated and drive others. It can be an art that we can transfer and teach others. The art of motivating others can be as simple as one to three if you tap into the basic foundations of how to motivate others. This session, we'll try to explore the motivation process and how we capture the steps of that process and encapsulate these steps into your next motivational speech or presentation. Students and researchers in the art of human resources management understand and appreciate the importance of motivation. The drive that comes from inside to push people towards making something about their lives whether this was about carrying out the tasks at work or simply becoming better people. That mystical, magical push that can take you out of your bed and direct you towards attacking your day or meeting the challenges of your personal or professional agenda comes at the heart of the motivation process. And we must say that there are so many motivational theories and schools of thought. And we can really look into this whole theory of motivation from different angles. From a management angle, from an HR angle, from a sociology angle. So approaching motivation can be a very long and tiresome process. But let us take the part that we need to incorporate in our next communication step. In essence, when we try to motivate a group of people or a bunch of listeners, we're trying to push a change. We are trying to propose a different angle to the status quo, to the present situation. And to move the herd as the term goes, to push people out of their seat and into an active step of change can be both challenging and hard, if not impossible. 
So speakers who are into the world of motivation must respect the steps of taking the audience out of their seats and putting them into the road of action. As intriguing and interesting the title goes, it can be really daunting and difficult. Speakers and presenters who are attempting motivational speeches apply all the steps that they have learned from theory. Choose a topic, create incentives, design the slides, go with energy, present the motivational speech, yet they can't feel it towards the end of the presentation, as if the motivational advice was heard from one ear and left from the second ear. While I must say that it's not easy to guarantee that any type of audience will feel motivated and receptive of the motivational message, we must always follow the process of how motivation is created, how this motivation is driven, and how will this motivation create results. Almost in all the cases, motivation is about moving from the present uh, status to a future status. And almost always the present status requires some sort of change, some sort of improvement some sort of enhancement. Without a proper area of enhancement, motivation, or improvement, there will be no need for the whole motivational process. That's why the first step in your assignment of creating the motivational push is to paint the perfect picture of what's happening now, the present situation. The agony and the pain of staying in the current present uh, situation. The more effective you become in painting a perfect picture of the present situation, the more prepared the member of your audience will be to require that change and accept and embrace that change. Perhaps the most famous example of how to paint uh, the present situation in, is in the multi-billion dollar industry of weight loss. If you uh, come across any advert on losing weight or the next fad diet, almost all of them will start with painting a picture of the present situation. How people suffer because of extra weight. How can't they avoid social gatherings and awkward situation because uh, they hate the way they look. The more severe the picture is painted, the more prepared your audience uh, is to embrace the change. At the same time, I must give you a word of uh, caution when you try to paint uh, the present situation. We sometimes get carried away and try to paint the most severe, the most gruesome 
image of the present situation. Please bear in mind that listeners can vary in terms of withstanding the, the picture you're trying to paint. Some presenters don't appreciate that not all people can handle graphic painting of a present situation. This reminds me of a, a newly joining member of Toastmasters who's trying to paint a picture on how we can help hungry, starving children in, in Africa, and we should donate to a food program that will help these needy children overcome their hunger and their suffering. While painting the picture of the present situation, the presenter got carried away and he showed a lot of actual images of starving children with bones protruding, really painful scenes where real children were depraved from basic food needs. I could see the look of agony in the eyes and faces of the people attending. And in fact, a couple of them had to leave the room because they could not handle the image, images that were shared by the presenter. So a small word of caution, if you want to share more graphic and heart-wrecking images, be careful of the audience and put the right permissions and ask their, for their permission before showing that present situation. Once you have that image in place, once you know that your audience members are engaged with your presentation, you know that you have completed the first step of the motivational process. The next step, which is equally important, if not more important than the first step, is to create a desired future state, a desired goal to aspire for, an end of the process of transformation. If you like to call it a metamorphosis of the present uh, status to a future status. Here, speakers who know the art of motivation also know the importance of visualization, the importance of neuro-linguistic programming. Because in neuro-linguistic programming, practitioners of NLP understand the importance of engaging all five senses in creating a visual image of the future. So in our case of losing weight, imagining a future state of being more in control of your body and your weight, not only on the sense of looking or eyes or sight, we're trying to engage all five senses, the, fee the feeling, the touch, the smell, the taste. And the more effective you paint the picture for the future, the easier for you to push your listeners towards adapting the first step on a long process of motivation to at least take the first step and initiate the process of change. There is no guarantee that your audience members will take that first step, but at least you have planted the seed of the first step. And there are no guarantees that your listeners will eventually reach to the end of the process, but at least you have done your job as a presenter to push them towards adapting the first step. <laughs> 
That's why it's so important for you as a practical presenter to make the first step as easy as possible, as practical as possible. For example, you can't push people to take the first step by losing 10 kilograms in the first week of losing weight or stop eating their favorite foods or sweets. First step should not be difficult. The first step should always be easy, manageable, and a baby step. And this has to be reflected in your presentation or slide. This is where you know that the first step is achieved and a plan is in place to push your listeners into adapting and embracing the process of change. The next step for you as a motivational speaker is to lay out a practical, easy plan of the next steps after the first step through which your listeners can adapt a new style, a new change, and go on progress of reaching the end state of the whole process. Setting smart objectives and goals Goals that are simple, realistic, timely, and achievable is very important for your listeners to adapt to change. If you are not successful in promoting a smart plan and a smart process, then there is always a guarantee that your listeners will forget whatever you told them in the process of embracing the change. And remember the next point, which is really crucial and pivotal in the success of adapting your process. You need to address fears, phobias, potential areas of failure, and most importantly, obstacles. Without understanding the perceived and potential obstacles that your listeners will face, you will not be able to convince any skeptics of adapting the process. In fact, addressing challenges and obstacles in the best appropriate way is one of the most important aspects of the whole communication process of motivation. If you don't truly understand the severity and difficult aspect of the perceived and potential obstacles and pitfalls, you will not be able to convince most of the audience members to adapt the process. So you, as advocate of change, as owner of the process, must be prepared to address any questions, or any doubts, any concerns that you will face whenever an obstacle is presented in front of you by any member of the audience. Next step is to use a personal example. People need to see examples that they can relate to, they can see, they can hear, they can interact with, so that they can believe that this process is possible. This reminds me of my, one of my most favorite motivational speeches. Back in 2007, I began embracing the beautiful sport of cycling. And it took me two years of walking through this 
hobby and buying all the equipment, uh, the tactics, the secrets of cycling to become an advocate for change. So whenever I wanted to push people to become healthier and all, always pushing for the next level of fitness, I used myself and I used my journey with cycling as an example as a vehicle of change. So whenever I wanted to tell my listeners that this change is possible and you can indeed adapt a more relaxed, a more healthy lifestyle, I use cycling as an example. Not only that, but in sessions where I want to push, wanted to push people towards more fitness, I actually brought the actual bike and the actual biking and equipment and tools so that they would be served as a tangible evidence that this hobby, this sport, this lifestyle is easily adapted and easily used to reach the end goal. I must remind and warn every potential motivational speaker that this process can be more difficult with more aspirational or intangible aspects of the change process. So the more you go into intangible aspects, like for example, respecting others or controlling negative thoughts or listening to other people, the more difficult it is because the steps become more intangible compared to tangible baby steps. So if you want to try baby steps in your motivational speech, don't jump directly into more severe, uh, deep psychological aspects of change. Stay within small practical steps of change. And as you learn and apply success in your baby steps of motivational speeches, you will be able to learn what works and what doesn't work to your own unique speech style and slowly you can move into more difficult aspects and topics of change. So I always advise people to start small before going big in the motivational process. I also feel myself obliged to tell you, motivation is not easy because people are looking at you to be the source of motivation. So if you don't really believe in the process, if you're not knowledgeable, a semi-expert on that topic, don't attempt to give a, pro- a motivational speech. It's so easy to fall into the victim all of false prophethood, that you're advocating the false cause. Sometimes they call this the, the imposter syndrome, that you try to, to imposter something you're not in. You try to become a phony example of a process you don't believe in. I strongly recommend that anyone who's attempting the motivational process not to do so if he or she, number one, is knowledgeable about the topic, B, uh, is willing to guide others to that same process of change, and C, give examples of a similar process that somebody he knows or himself being the champion of change. It's not easy, but it's a process worth exploring and worth attempting. I hope that you all enjoyed this small brief talk on the process of motivation and I really look forward to 
seeing more motivational speeches from you or your community and keep that motivational force going.